Well, this was back when uh, our team was planning to start MacAv Community Church, and we were coming on a vision trip. We were coming to look at Detroit. We felt like the Lord was leading, but wanted to come check it out and make sure. And so we came for a visit, and this brother saw us. He pulled over and said, what's up? He ended up being a, a pastor uh, that was from the community, but was a little further east. His church was located closer to, to Cadu and Warren, Pastor Gaddy, and uh, I still am Facebook connected with him today. It uh, was something that, that he said that always kind of stood out to me. He said, I saw y'all all walking together in unison, and that caught my eye. And so, family, that has always stuck with me because I believe there is some great power when God's body walks together. I want you today to turn with me to the book of John, and we're going to be looking at John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Us walking together caught his attention, and uh, I think Amos said it well. He said, do two walk together unless they agree to meet. There's this unison in being together, and uh, today I want us to have a moment to be focused on fellowship. Focused on fellowship. Look at what John 13, verses 34 and 35 say. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. That you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Jesus is is giving some some instructions. There is this this thing called glory, the ability to give God honor, give God attention. And so uh, he's preparing to die. He's preparing to leave them. And he says in previous verses that even this death that's about to happen is going to bring God glory. But even though it's going to bring God glory, Jesus knows when he leaves, he's going to give some instructions. And you and I know about instructions. You remember the first time as a kid, mama or daddy, auntie, grandma and them, somebody said, "Okay, I'm going to leave you home by yourself. I'm going to give you some instructions for how I want you to behave. And soon as they close that door. It was on like Donkey Kong, you know, like it was it was like, oh, the freedom. Right. But they left you some instructions. Jesus is preparing his disciples and he's saying to them. He he presents this this scriptural sandwich, if you will. There's kind of the the bread, the meat and the bread. And we're going to first dive right into the the meat. Look with me in verse 34. He says, a new commandment I give you that you love one another and the meat is just as I have loved you. Just as I have loved you. So we get an, an, a, a glimpse into this topic that you see 
traveled throughout the Bible, this concept of love or what, what the, the Bible also refers to as fellowship. Fellowship is simply just being in tune with God. Well, we are in tune with God because he loves us. Not because he wants to control us, not simply because he made us and is our creator, not because he created all things. We are in fellowship. We are in tune with God because he loves us. And so the foundation by which we can trust his instructions is rooted in his love. You knew. You knew when mama left, there was some stuff you wasn't supposed to do. But 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 because of her authority, because of where she stood, because of what she meant, because of the love that had been demonstrated, you knew it wise to take heed to those instructions. And so the heart of this message starts with God telling us. He loves us. And it's a a constant theme my children have a bible called jesus books jesus storybook bible we give it out here as uh, as a church to children as they mature and as they get baptized at certain ages and the the book uh the title with the book says uh every chapter or every story whispers his name that's what this this bible does and it's every book every story you read is constantly saying look to jesus but but if you could hear jesus whispering not just the book whispering his name but if you could hear god whispering to you he would be saying i love you i love you i love you And it's not because of who I am or what I do or what you've accomplished or how you've failed or how you've succeeded. This theme of his love being steadfast, not dependent on us, has been continuous. And we get to fellowship. We get to be connected to. We get to be in tune with this type of Love. Hear what he says in Deuteronomy 7 as he's talking to the community of people. He says, it was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you. For you were the fewest of all people. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful one who keeps his covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. He loves us. But that's that's an Old Testament expression of his love choosing us and overwhelming us. But then you have a New Testament expression and this theme just continues to be connected. This theme of love and you having a chance to be in fellowship with a God that loves you. Look at the New Testament. Book of Ephesians. We referenced it a few months ago. Chapter one. He says, with every spiritual blessing, uh, 
wait. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him. He chose us to love us. That was verse four. If you were to jump down from Ephesians chapter one, verse four to Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, it would say, and in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He loves us. It's the foundation by which all things flow out of. And he says, I love you because I love you. Not because you earned it. Yes, am I expecting you to love me back? Yes, but, but even when you are disobedient, you can't change this foundational truth that I love you. And so there are a couple of ways that we can respond to a loving God. And as I've been in prayer and thinking about our church body and the season that we are in as a church, I want to give you two things of there's a long list of ways that you respond to a loving God. Here's two that I think will help us in 2021 as we want to focus on fellowship. The first one is place. I ask if this God loves you, where do you meet him? Where do you meet God? I know that there was a rhythm that you used to have, and I know that there was a place that you could sometimes come and, uh, you know, we'd be here singing, and I hit that high note with the high, hit that high note, and you just feel like you in the spirit. I know, I know. But, but seriously, though, you, you, you come into a church service and you sing with people who you love, some you don't know. But when your voice mixed with their voice, it, it creates an environment where you just feel the presence of the Lord a bit more richly, a bit more thick. You might hear a, a message or a, a prayer request or a testimony and it just hits your heart. And you say, okay, cool. I, praise the Lord. I did that. I was faithful, had an experience, and I'll be back next week. But what about when you don't have the place to come to? Where do you meet with a loving God? See, uh, we have some, some really amazing examples of people who, who set up home-style altars. You got Noah who, who gets, gets God's grace through this crazy ordeal. And one of the first thing he does after he's safe and realizes his family has been spared and realizes that the things God told him came to pass, one of the first things he does is set up an altar. Responsive, right? I see you did something for me, God, and I'm going to stop and worship you in this place. But then you have, it, you have the other, other way of, of, of engaging with God and worshiping him. You have a Moses-type experience, and Moses will say, we got some problems. I need to go to God to get some answers. And so he set up the tent of meeting, a place where he would go to to seek understanding in God, to meet the one who loved him, to find answers. What place do you go? If 
COVID-19 continues and we're above the bar and, and we are not meeting in this building. That does not mean that the church is not active. We all know that the church is still active and living. But if we're not in this building, what does it look like for you to create a place to meet with the one who loves you? I had a friend that would set up candles and before worship service that was on TV. They would set up candles. Oh, no, excuse me, not a friend. This was an article I was reading. They would set up candles and play the same song. And it would just trigger their mind. We all kind of, many of us had the, the Advent wreaths and it helped as a bit of a ritual. But let's be real. Some of us are not taking the time to say, Lord, I, I, I want to set a place to meet you. It, it may be on your same couch with your journal, but, but trust me, let's not let the way we set up for a movie be more intense than the way we set up for worship. And it doesn't have to be just during the Sunday time, but what it does should be is an acknowledgement that, God, you love me so much that I'm breaking from my normal habit to come meet you, to come be with you. And so in 2021, I'm encouraging as you focus and fellowshipping, being in tune with God, consider a place. You may not have to go as as far as War Room. You remember the, the movie that was crazy popular where the sister set up the closet and before you knew it, she was prayer crest on the walls and all that. Maybe you should go that, to that level. That would be awesome. I don't know what it looks like for you. But have the heart to do more than tune in. Have the heart to set a place to meet with the God that loves you. Next, if, if, if responding to this God that loves you and focusing on fellowship is one where you, where you are, are setting a place, also set some time to pause. Set some time to step away from your, your normal rhythm. Please make sure that you are intentional in a way where, where God doesn't get just a sloppy seconds. Uh, we, we, we had Christmas break and... Uh, um, what does that mean to adults? I know all y'all working and stuff, but I, t I took a little bit more time off. Uh, hot shout out to my boy, Nate, uh, for preaching for me. Um, I took a little bit more time off and I was spending time with my kids and we were just playing, doing something. And I got up to go do something else. I think I was going to grab something to eat or I was going to grab an item. And one of my kids said, oh, okay, you got to go to work. And I look like, mm. like in this moment where we are like enjoying one another, maybe my pattern has been that I get up or cut the time short because I'm going to do something else. And it's come to be expected. Family, let's not simply have the prayers in the car in between work and home or when a situation happens we pray about it or that what does it look like for God not to say up oh, you off running again 
but thank you for staying in this time with me, this time where I get to communicate and remind you of my love for you, this, this space that you set aside from your just normal hustle and bustle. What does it look like for you to pause and give me space to pour my love on you? Family, we get an opportunity to fellowship, to be in tune with God, we get to do that through having a place set aside for him as well as pausing and allowing him to be a focus within our rhythm. I have three kind of things I'm trying to build us up. The first was our ability to get love. God loves us and he blesses us and he gets, we are able to get love from him. That is the foundational aspect as we focus on fellowship. The next aspect is we're able to give love. If, if God loving us was the meat, sandwiched around the meat is the call for us to love one another. See where it says in verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, bread, just as I have loved you, meat, you also are to love one another, bread. I know y'all like, Pastor, you're taking it too deep, too far, I know, but hopefully that, that image will stay in your mind. That image will stay with you, that now we're called to love one another. And that's this loving one another is something that that is that is easily worked out in the body, but oftentimes can be difficult to do because learning one another's love style can be difficult in a diverse body. Here's a few things that I think might help us. First, I want to ask you to lift each other up. Encourage each other with your words, as well as with your hands. Proverbs 15, 23 says, to make an apt answer is a joy to a man and a word in season, oh, how good it is. So, so you and I both know what it's like to want to look nice. I don't care if it's a formal event and you pick out the perfect outfit, you laid it out and you get ready, or if it's like you going to a, a concert and you're about to get dope. Like either way, we know what it's like to lay out the outfit, to get it ready, to put it on, to feel good about yourself, to walk out and then somebody say, dang, that looks nice. That looks dope. You know what that feels like? How, how, how much of a blessing it is for somebody to speak words that uplift you and encourage you? And God is saying, I've, I've, I've done that for you. I've looked at you. I've told you my, how much I love you. I've told you that I'll work with your weaknesses. I've told you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So would you, Mac Church, Love one another? Would you use these words that uplift and build each other up? Would you have a word that is such good timing that a person just feels refreshed? 
Lift me up with your words, but also lift me up with your hands. We got away from some stuff that used to happen back in the day, and sometimes I'm nostalgic, and you know, you look back in the day like, oh, it was perfect back then, whatever. Uh, hey, we used to call on each other and say, man, I, I just grabbed this couch. Can you help me? Now we like pay extra money to have the delivery people bring it in, and I ain't tripping. You can do whatever you want to do. But fam, let's be a family in this next year that's able to help one another physically when we're called on. I'm not saying that you, we need to make a moving company. Well, one of our homies got a moving company. What I'm saying, though, <laughs> is what does it look like for us to be able to be there for one another in word and also in deed? You see, fellowship is, is really important because it's not simply us doing life together. It's us having a common understanding that's rooted in a cause, and that cause is Jesus. And so I lift you up with my words because I want to see Jesus flourish in you. And I serve and come alongside you because I want you to know that even my acts of kindness are because of Jesus' love for you. And so let us lift each other up. But let us also be listening. Let us make sure that we are listening well, that we are not first to speak. And y'all know we've had some drama this past year. And you like, Pastor, some of this sounds familiar. Fellowship? We doing fellowship? Okay, we do. Yes, we're doing fellowship. You know why? Because right now we are in a time where some of the fabric of the church at large is being torn apart. And God says that through fellowship and loving one another, a multitude of sins can be forgiven. That, that us realizing he loves us and then us loving one another can lead us into a place of forgiveness. And my, after this past year, y'all, we need to be a church that demonstrates unity that demonstrates oneness, that demonstrates a bond, and that bond happens as we choose to be in fellowship together. And so listen well. Proverbs 18 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. I've been blessed by y'all. Some of y'all done shot me a couple of texts. Hey, pastor, sound like you okay over there? You all right? I see you going off on Facebook. You all right? You some, sometimes the opinion flow a little too quickly. That's all right. I, I welcome feedback from, from, from people who love me. I'm grateful for wise counsel. And so, let's lift each other up. That's how we're going to love each other. That's how we're going to give love. Let's listen. That's how we're going to give love. And lastly, let's be a light. That's how we give love. We're a light because we shine a light on darkness. And sometimes the darkness is we're believing the wrong thing or we're sharing the wrong thing. And it's got to be in the safety of Christ's body that we can challenge and sharpen one another. There's got to be a place where we can say, you're wrong. I remember my, my installation. I'm, I'm getting ready, trying to get my tie right. My dad says, hey, what you doing? I'm like, man, I'm tying a double Windsor knot. 
him and my cousin both look at me like, man, that ain't no double wins. I don't know what you're doing. See, I'm ready to like leave and look a certain way. And they're like, no, <laughs> we want we, we see that you believe in the wrong thing, dude. Let me get your mind right and let me show you how to do it. You see, time and time again, I've seen within this body people come alongside one another, encourage one another, correct one another, but do so in a, in a loving manner. Do so in a, in a spirit of kindness and humility. That's not you? Then I know what we need to work on in 2021. That we should be able to have disagreements and talk, but still have brotherly, sisterly affection. So we got to be a light, y'all. So we get love from God. We give love to one another. And then lastly, it's pretty clear. Then we go in love. Verse 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. All people will know it. They'll see it. All people will be able to see something different about the way y'all are walking and doing life together. Let me stop my car and see what is this about. See, that's not our end goal. We don't start with the world. We don't start with what we're hoping they see. Our goal is not to try to just evangelize people. And, And don't get me wrong. I'm all about people coming to Christ. But if you do things in the proper order, if we're not about show, if we're not about trying to impress, if we are about saying this past year was a very tough year that tore at the fabric of the church, not Macav, so to speak. I'm grateful for the, the, the bond that we've had. But let's be real. We don't all agree. And that's OK. But how will we not simply get through? How will we go deeper? How will we allow our focus on fellowship to take us to the next level of getting love from the Father, giving love to one another? And then the fruit of that is witnessing and allowing a world to see a different church, a different body. A different experience than maybe what they thought, maybe with their preconceived notions, maybe than their assumptions of how Christians behave. I was uh, reading one of Dr. King's messages. Uh, Coretta Scott King had had some uh, papers of his that that she kept. And uh, he preached a sermon called The Three Levels of Fellowship in 1950. The first level is gasterism, and the Greek term for gaster means food. So it's just the the lowest level of fellowship where uh, the thing that brings you together is food or sensuality. All right. Then the second level is is communism. It's it's a, a common type of experience where there's an economy that that benefits all. And the reason that why we enjoy that is because of our mutual gain. But the third and the highest level of fellowship. Is the thing that holds it all together, and that is love. 
His sermon was all about fellowship is founded in love. Loving God and loving one another. And so this coming year, I am asking you guys to put yourself in the position to be loved and to love others. I want to ask you to take out that little white um, thing that we dropped off at most uh, many of your homes. And some of you are saying, Pastor, what are you talking about? We have this little white, um, uh, I want to call it like a, I don't know, a little bag <laughs> uh, that we left at your homes. And if you, if you didn't get one yet, we put them in the mail, so it's coming to you. Uh, inside of that, you're going to find one of these. You're going to find a, a domino. And dominoes are pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I've never been, you know, part of the family that likes slam bones on the table. I'm, I'm not the best when it comes to dominoes, you know what I'm saying? Try to get my math right, carry it in one, subtract it two. You know, like, hey, but, but, but what, I, what I have found great joy in is watching people establish dominoes and set them up to be used as, an, as, as kind of like an art form of making structures and, 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 and beautiful kind of masterpieces that don't work if you only have one domino. You see, you need all the dominoes together in order for the, the structure, the beautiful expression that you're trying to build, the experience that you're hoping to have, it has to work with all the dominoes in sync. And so we have given you these dominoes. They are multicolored, but they have a message on the back. And the message is simple. It says, love one another. It says, love one another. And the way we do that is by putting ourselves in the proper proximity to one another so that our love can impact one another. Every time you see this domino, our hope is that it'll, it'll remind you to ask yourself the question, am I in proximity to God to get love? Am I in proximity to my neighbor to impact them with love? And are we as a family able to show a great expression to the world. You know, fam, we, we have to have the first domino as Christ. This first domino is the one that starts the momentum. It is the one that, that is the, the force of love that moves us. And our prayer is that you will be moved to focus on fellowship, fellowship with your God, fellowship with your family, and then as a family, out going to the world. Church, you, you have been a, a blessing, but you also might be wondering, hey, pastor, hold on now. I'm, I'm not no jackrabbit, but I'm also not a tortoise. I ain't, I'm not, I'm not, 
I ain't the slowest one in the crew. Kind of last year, you brought up, you know, Acts 2.42. You helped us understand these key components of fellowship, teaching, of, of um, my Lord, prayer <laughs> and evangelism. Uh, wait. <laughs> my goodness. Thank y'all. <laughs> Acts 2.42, and um, uh, sorry, I was getting caught up on the breaking of bread. Yes, fellowship. Um, and so we, 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 we were rooted in that. And the two principles that we started with was love God, love one another. And so in some ways, Pastor, it sounds like you're saying, let's do what we did last year again. And that's to a degree exactly what I'm saying. Not because we couldn't come up with new vision for 2021. Trust me, I sought God on this and, and desire to hear from him and, and, and encourage you as saints. But truthfully, if, if last year was 101, this year needs to be 201. If last year was giving you an overview of what the foundational aspects of the church are, these, these pillars of evangelism, of prayer, of fellowship and of teaching. If, if these are the, the pillars this year, we're not saying multitask in your maturity. We're saying focus. Focus on fellowship. Take fellowship to the next level because 2020 had some experiences, not only where you're trying to go deeper, but also because through fellowship with God, we receive healing. Through experiencing his love, we are healed and through loving one another, we are healed. We get to experience celebration, challenge, all of these things that help lead towards us understanding sin and being forgiven. And so this year, we're going deeper. This year, we're going to the next level. And this year, you may be one of the people who focused in-house last year. Me and my family, we're going to be tight. Boom. And maybe you couldn't love another. And maybe this year, your focus needs to be on fellowship with the family of God. But maybe you are out loving each other and getting people meals and helping them build stuff and, and calling for a 214 care, volunteering and all this different stuff. But you didn't care for home. You see, fellowship is not the Christian at large and we ignore our families or fellowship at large and we ignore our, the body. Fellowship is united. And so we're going to focus this year by making sure we have places to worship in our homes. We're going to focus this year by making sure our rhythms allow space for God. We're going to focus this year by lifting each other up and listening well to the needs of our sisters and our brothers. We're going to take time to listen, lift up, and be a light to one another. Family, I'm excited to, to see our body love one another well. And 
I want to bring to your attention just a few more things. Because if you are if you are working with us, if you're listening with us, if you are a person that's saying, well, I'm down with loving somebody else. But I don't know if I felt the love of Christ overwhelm me. We want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus today. There's some more things that we want to say about the rhythm of this ministry, but we want to make sure that if today God is putting you in a place to feel the impact of his love, that today you have the opportunity to accept him into your heart. That you would simply pray this prayer with me if you are someone that wants to accept Christ, but you are home and just not sure what that means. Or, or if you don't know what it means, but you know that you want to do it, pray this prayer with me. Lord, I believe you are God. I have sinned. And I fall short of what you expect. But I'm thankful for Jesus' death that made a way for me to experience you. I want to live for you, empowered by your spirit. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That prayer is a, is a recap of a spiritual transformation that happens. That prayer is, is, a, is an awareness and an understanding that we are all broken in need of a holy God. And this holy God responded by sending his son, Jesus, to die on a cross to take the, the pain of sin, the weight of sin that we should have experienced, the penalty, which was death. Jesus took it on our behalf so we might be able to experience life. And you can experience that today. We hope that you will connect with us through, our, through our, uh, our, our time afterwards on Zoom if you accepted Christ today. But whether you accepted Jesus today, whether you've been walking with God for years, my, our prayer for this year is that you would focus on fellowship and that you would get God, go uh, get God, give love. Thank you, Jenny. Help me out. And go love. Amen. <laughs> God is good, y'all. God is good. So I, I want you to just hear a few of the different opportunities we're going to have for fellowship because we, 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 we want to see you thrive. And as a church, we want to come alongside you. Now, I'm going to list out some stuff. You're going to say, dang, we doing all that. Nope. We sure aren't. What we're doing is presenting to you ideas that we have right now. Some of these are going to materialize. Some of them aren't. But as we talk as a family, you might lift up some as a family and say, let's do this. And we go with those. So here's a list of some of the things that we are considering just to give us opportunities to be in fellowship together. One of the one thing that will happen, though, is that we're going to be having a time of going deeper in spiritual gifts. All right. That's a that's a for sure. Uh, as we are all components and parts of this body, God wants to use the amazing ways that he has gifted us uh, for the edification and the building up of his church. So we want to equip you in that and plan to do so uh, sometime in this first quarter. So we will be uh, 
equipping you and talking to you about that, and we're excited about that. We're going to have a dear sister in the body uh, helping lead us in that time. Uh, some environments for fellowship. We're going to have a closed gym. You know, if you say open gym, that means anybody can come. But we're going to have some ways you can use the gym if you want to as a family or like maybe you and your family and another family on your block are like doing the quarantine thing together or whatever. And so y'all want to come together, use the gym? Bet. Uh, We're going to have some type of sign up like that, cornhole, movie nights, Amazon watch parties, baking, you know, just trying to say, hey, what's some ways we can do life together a bit more um, while being safe but still show each other love? As you know, uh, Mac Development uh, is going to continue to do some amazing things in our community, but we never want to speak about Mac Development as if it's over there. We always want to speak about Mac Development as we. So we are going to do some things in our community through Mac Development, and that may mean that we need to serve together in Mac Development. And so there's some opportunities for fellowship there. We're going to continue to support missionaries. That's going to be a a part of our heart. And maybe you want to write them a letter. Maybe you want to send them a message. Maybe you want to spend time in prayer for them, seeking God. We got the Hermillers, the Miguels, and the other couple that we love dearly. Um, And that couple has arrived and they're doing doing good so far Um, or is safe. Um, We're going to have some gospel projects, y'all. And... uh, you know, these are, these are things that are happening where we are uh, just trying to be a blessing in the community. Um, we got some before and after pictures of the house. And we hope that y'all see some of them. We are not done yet. We like almost, we had the, the finish line like right there. I'm just almost about to break the, break the tape. We're getting close, y'all. Uh, but, but, but God's been faithful. Even after a, a, a tough year of COVID stuff, uh, We've been thankful for the work that, that our team has put in. Love for it to be a little faster, but, don't, but, but grateful nonetheless. We have the space across the street, and my hope is by the time you all return to using the church building for worship, the homes will, will be demolished. Uh, we called it Mac Park early on, but... One of our elders uh, was wise to say, uh, hey, have we talked to the neighborhood? And we haven't. And that's just not the Mac way. And so I want to start referring it to the park across the street as the community park because we, one, don't know what we're going to name it. And we want to make sure we engage with our neighbors a bit better before having a final plan and final rollout of everything. Uh, It doesn't need to have our name on it. Uh, in order for it to be a space used to celebrate our community. So we want to rethink that. Amen? Amen. We uh, took a year to discuss women in ministry. I've been blessed by the team of sisters that was along that journey with us. Uh, And actually next Sunday, uh, we'll be sharing the fruits of that. And so uh, we want to ask you to be present next Sunday as well as we uh, continue just letting you know how God has been moving within this church body and want to equip you to be able to understand uh, the heartbeat of the ministry in every respect, uh, including uh, how God uses women in ministry. And so I uh, look forward to having you, having you with us next Sunday as well. Lastly, throw the domino on your, on your dashboard. 
Put it up on that window sill in the bathroom. You know, put it, put it, uh, put it in a place where you know, hey, you know you're going to see it. Just, just, just as a reminder, y'all. You know, sometimes it's the little things that right when you need it can be a great encouragement. Each of you serve as that for me. Uh, and we pray as a leadership team that we've given you a little something to help you see the vision for 2021. I want to give a special shout out and thanks uh, to our sister Jenny. Uh, she's behind the scenes today running everything from a technical standpoint, but all these labels that you see on these uh, dominoes, yep, she did them. The little pouch that you got with the tape on it that said don't open it. I know you opened it early. You shouldn't have uh, no, but seriously, the, yeah, thank you, Jenny, for your hard work, a blessing indeed, and uh, yeah, team, I want to leave you in prayer. Will you join me? Father, every year we get a new opportunity. We want to be able to, to fully get all that you have for us and Knowing and experiencing your love is more important than anything else. It's the foundation for all things. And as some people have felt shame this year, as some people have felt guilted into stuff, as some people have felt devalued this year, as some people have just felt overlooked, we pray that your love Wash away all of that pain. Let us get love. Then, Lord, let us give love. Let us give that to one another. Let us care for each other, Lord, in ways that help us to heal through some of the pain we've experienced, some of the grief. Allow us to have friends who we can wrap our arms around and whose shoulders, Lord, hold us up when we are weak. God, I thank you for Christian community. And lastly, Lord, let us go, love. Let us be reminded that this approach of fellowship is not to make us an insular community. It's not so that we will look and think about ourselves and ourselves only. But it's so, Lord, we can be unified in being a light. And so that somebody rolling by will pause and say, man, what are y'all up to? And we'd be sure to give you all the glory. It's in your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen.